Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart. We are at a double. We have a, a double overtime this year. We have uh, Sam right now, Douglas, Coach Sam Douglas. We had a Coach Art Larry earlier. Awesome to have a double header, man. You know, we talk about basketball, and hey, we're double heading today. Let's do it. So, Coach had a, a professional career in China, Philippines, Iran, Jordan, and Lebanon for the last 12 years. He, he played 12 years professionally, Coach Sam Douglas. He also is the head coach of the Jordan National Men's Basketball Team. That's Jordan the country. Uh, the owner of the SD13 Sports Academy. And now is the assistant coach of the NBA Rockets G League team, the RGV Vipers. I want to thank Coach. Thank you for coming on today, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. So... I just reached out to coach online and I have a, a couple of G league coaches that I'm reaching out to. And I had them on um, the seven foot heart podcast on Spotify and coach, you know, coach Douglas reached back and was so, you know, nice about it and, and, and pure. And, and, you know, I appreciate that coach really again. Thank you again. It's literally my pleasure. I mean, this is why we're here. I mean, we're here to go ahead and share our knowledge and always give back. I mean, I'm happy you reached out to me, especially around this time. We do have the extra time to do such a thing like that, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome, Coach. Thank you. So how did you get into coaching? Uh, funny story. It's not really funny. Interesting. I mean, I've always had a neck for leading guys, being a point guard, being a leader of every team I played on. Uh, was the I mean, I played for the Jordan national team as well. Uh, played for a lot of clubs, and I was always the team captain. Awesome. So I've always had that role of leading, um, and I've always was close to every coach I played for um, in a way where we fought, we loved each other. I mean, we got mad at certain things. So I've always had that bond. And I've always watched closely how they did things. And I knew if I ever get that opportunity, I'm going to take a little bit of something from each coach and build my own philosophy and how to bring guys together and have them fight for one common cause, one common goal. And uh, the opportunity came knocking on my door and I kind of jumped on it. Um, it was, I was 35, about to be 36. And the Jordan national team was looking for a new head coach, a new name that can lead the country. And at the time, for the past three years, since 2013 to 2015, the Jordan national team and Jordan basketball has been struggling. So they needed a face left to the program. And I was kind of close to the president of the federation and I kind of was sitting in bed and I was like, you know what? Why not? This could be a great opportunity that Jordan is at an all-time low in a way. And, there, and I can only go up. And what better person than me? I know every player on that team. I know the country well. I know the region well. I played against all these countries, uh, China, the Philippines, the Korea, the Lebanon, the Irans. I think I, I, think I can have a, a decent recipe to help this program and jumpstart it and lead them back to the promised land in a way. Sweet. And I kind of called the president the next morning and told him, hey, I have an idea. I'm willing to retire early, but I think I can help you uh, turn your program around. And I told him my idea. He was like, you, you have a meeting tonight. Come, let's <laughs> have dinner and let's <laughs> chat about it. Nice. And that's how basically um, the whole co Sam coaching started. Wow. That's great. That's a great story, yeah. Coach. 
Hey, is he still available? I may I may want to go coach now. I'll take your spot at the Jordan National. What do you think? <laughs> actually, actually, the funny thing about it, uh, he hired me in May 1st. I think late April, May 1st. Yep. By, I want to say late summer, maybe by August, he was gone. He was uh, wow. let go. And then now I had to deal with the new federation, a new president for a while. I mean, I had to deal with three different presidents in uh, two and a half years. It was insane. That's crazy. It it wasn't smooth (laughs) at all. But (laughs) I mean, I I learned so much. You have no idea. That's awesome. I mean, literally, if we had a couple of hours, I'll go into details. (laughs) But we don't. But I learned a lot. That's awesome, Coach. So... You know, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here, not go through the, the next question I want to give you, but, you know, how did it feel when you got hired for the NBA G League? You know, that's that's like an accomplishment, you know, a dream for coaches. You know, uh, when I first took that position for the national team, I knew I had my sight on the NBA. I knew one day that's where I want to be. Yep. Um, every summer, I always went back to the Las Vegas Summer League, always went and talked to some of the mentors that I know in the NBA, some of the personnel that I know. Uh, every time I had a chance to go to training camps, I went to the Clippers training camp, the Washington Wizards training camp, because I'm good friends with uh, Coach Brooks as well. So I've always wanted to be around the NBA just to learn the language, learn the way they do things. Yep. And I've always looked and waited for certain opportunities to pop up. And uh, this past summer, I was around the summer league, and one of my two good friends worked for the Rockets. So I was literally for the whole summer league, I was around the Houston Rockets guys and their summer league team. So they got to see me a lot. So they got to see my face. They got to hear me talk. They got to see me do a lot of things. So when that opportunity came and my name was thrown in there, they were familiar with my name. And then it was basically, Sam, now you got to nail the interviews with them the rest of the candidates and I mean I was thrilled once I got the opportunity just because you know I wanted to be part of the NBA organization and I love the way the Rockets play the whole way you know the whole method behind it and so I was thrilled once the opportunity came that's awesome coach so um you know what do you see the difference between playing and now coaching you know what do you see (sighs) man you know what the (laughs) toughest thing about it is I had to learn quickly Yep. First of all, you can't expect every player to have the same work ethic as you. Yep. Uh, you, you have no control. All you can do is prepare your players and just live with the outcome. When, when you're a player, you kind of can take matters in your own hand. Definitely. And you know what shot you want, where do you want the ball to go. Yep. As a head coach, you literally got to trust your players. So that's why the communication is key. Yep. And you got to have that trust with all with your players because at the end of the day, they're the ones holding the ball and they're the ones got to make that decision so that's the hardest part early on is like how can you start trusting your players to finally because it comes down to wins or loss at the end nobody really looks like oh look what he did to so and so yep Everybody at the end of the day looks at wins and loss. That's it. And it always come, come, come down to the last, to the execution on the offensive end, to the defensive end. And that always comes back to the coach. Did you prepare them well? Did you put in the game plan? Did you put in the extra time, the film sessions, all that? So the hardest thing was is how to be able to transform and translate everything you know to that player for him to have the best opportunity to get you to win a game. That's awesome. That's so true. And talking about, you know, 
you know, I'm thinking of rules. What kind of rules do you guys have? Because I have some of my team. I played, you know, for coaches who, when I had one turnover, I was gone. I didn't have an opportunity because the All-American ahead of me was, you know, dropping 40 points a game. I'm like, so I, I had a – the mistakes were tough in the turnover. So do you guys have a certain rule for certain players? As a head coach, I hated that. And as a player, I hated that. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew I didn't want to do something that yeah. I knew us players hated. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't want to respond. So I always said, coaches coach in practices and players play in the game. That's it. When the games happen, I let the game the game I let the players play. Any mistakes that happen now, if they're making multiple mistakes over and over and over, and it's the same that mistake, yeah, yeah right. I'm gonna chew them out in the game. Definitely. But I will never take a player out for a turnover for a bad shot because that's part of the game, part of the learning. Yeah. Now in practice, I'm a lot harder on players versus the game because the game it's all about them reading and reacting. Yep. So I don't. I never want to disturb that. I want them to feel free for them to be the best version of themselves. So that was good, very important to me. Like I never wanted to be that type to take a player yeah. out after a mistake because you kill a player's confidence. And I never wanted to be taken out for a mistake. And why would I want to do it to a player once I've got, once <laughs> I've put in this position? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So definitely I don't believe in that. And I'll believe in preparing well in yeah. practice and then let them free in the game and let them play. And then after the game, next day, film session starts. And that's yeah. when you teach them what went on in the game, how to do it better at the next game. With film sessions, coach, do you guys do you guys show, you know, mistakes? I know a lot of coaches don't even show the mistakes and turnovers. They show all positivity. Uh, I mix it up. So uh, when I was a head coach versus now in the G League, I know the head coach of our G League team likes to mix it up. He likes yep. to put the goods in the back. So usually what we like to do is like show a couple of clips of how we screwed it up yep. and then we'll show a clip or two how it should look when we did it right Got it. so that way the player can be like oh man you know what Thanks. damn i didn't mess it up <laughs> but oh look how look how it looks now when it's done properly definitely like this is this how it should be done i mean this is how you should come off the pick and roll this is the read this is how you should be in the two nine helping and this is where that crack bad guy should be coming so now they're actually visualizing and seeing what we mean instead of just showing negative 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 yep. and look it's sometimes sometimes you come to film session you don't have anything that's good in a way <laughs> and you're just showing them like this is how bad we play guys yeah and yeah. i mean at the end of the day they have to man up yeah. and understand that we didn't have any good clips definitely you know i was listening to a lot of coaches this week and there's so much going on and, and when i'm thinking of when i coach too you know how important timeouts are especially in the g league and nba you know you only have a certain amount of time you know what's going on in those timeouts are they are they yelling at them are they plays or you know what do you what do you guys take advantage of usually you're bringing a man usually the first thing you want to do as a coach you want to calm the players down you want yep. to keep them composed yep. second thing is now you want to tell them a little bit of brief of what's going on yep. if it's defensively or offensively and then you want to go ahead and give them a play where they want to feel good about themselves. So you always want to give them a, a, a wrinkle in one of your offense where got we it. can get an easy bucket out of it, an easy shot, where they can feel good. Oh, we just got a good shot. And if it <laughs> yeah. goes in, it's even better and better. So usually that's what goes on in timeout. Or you're trying to disturb a run the other team is doing or they're doing vice versa to you. So that's what usually goes on. Not that much screaming go, goes on because I don't know how much screaming goes nowadays with the yep. with the new generation kids. Yep. So, I mean, you don't want to go ahead and just scream and then lose your voice early on in the season yep. to these players. So you want to pick and choose your battles when you want to scream or when do you want to raise your voice yep. at best. That's good. 
So, Coach, you know, tell us a little about this SD13 Sports Academy that you uh, you run and your responsibilities and, and what's going on there. I am huge on player development because I'm a testament of it. I kept developing throughout high school, junior college, uh, D2, and then throughout my basketball career. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help kids. I wanted to help athletes. I wanted to have a facility where an athlete can come in and be like, Sam, these are my weaknesses. I want to work on one, two, three, and then we're here to develop that. So that's how SC13 uh, Sports Academy came about. And I wanted to do it from the ages of four years old to the pro level. So we have players that kids at four years old and then of course we got our pros that come that they play in China play in Lebanon play all over so we train them so it's all about giving back some of the knowledge I know I bring coaches from the states um, I bring coaches from Europe so I mix it up so I'm doing most of the training but at the same time I do bring in new voices yeah. new techniques new philosophy so my players are experiencing different trainers you know what I mean that's awesome and basically that's what it is and I'm just trying to make it develop it to make it the best in the region right now we're doing great we have kids coming from Dubai Kuwait oh, Lebanon wow. from all over so it's amazing where and is I it located coach one. it's in Jordan actually Jordan okay it's in Jordan exactly so while I was coaching the national team a facility opened up for me and I decided to take it over and uh, built my own facility and had my own facility my SC13 and while I was coaching I was doing that on the side as well and it literally took off because you know private training one-on-one training and player development is relatively new in this country a little bit in this region nobody takes it as serious the way we do in the states in the way I mean, the state is taken on to another level now. We have trainers, 15 trainers in literally less than a mile. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, but at the end of the day, like players saw results. So we were able to get players that never played on club basketball and literally in a couple of months, three months, have clubs like, oh, I want to sign you. Oh, I want you. So players started seeing that. And then we became the name where, hey, you want to develop, you want to improve, you go to SD13, and that's where you develop your game. And so that's basically where SD13 came about. And Coach, S- SD13, you said it was your name, right? And your number? Yes, Sam Douglas, and 13 is my number. Awesome. So that's why you know, I stuck with SD13. Uh, I've had a different variety of different names, but I had a close of my, a friend of mine that told me, Sam, everybody usually comes for your name. You got to have it tied to your <laughs> name. So I... I was like, right, I'll do SD13 because great. I didn't want to call it strictly Sam Douglas yeah. Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I went with SD13 That's Sports awesome. Academy. That's awesome. So, Coach, what do you um, what do you give some advice to coaches that are starting out that are looking to get into you know college or you know at the professional level? I will, one thing I will tell them to be able to be all ears early on and do your homework to the best knowledge. Always be prepared. Put in the work. And one thing I'll always tell new coaches, a lot of new coaches, when they want to get their foot to the door, they believe if I come in and I just become buddy-buddy with the players, that's my way of moving up. And I always tell them that's the wrong way to go. Now, you want to get close to the players, but you got to draw that line. You want the players to feel comfortable around you, but you want them to know if I can there's that fine line that I can't cross and I got to respect this coach because at the end of the day, they're players, you're a coach. You will never be the same. 
You know what I mean? So you got to be able to hold yourself accountable the same way you're going to hold these players accountable. As long as you're holding yourself in the, to the same standards and accountable to the players, you're fine. Because once the players see like, okay, why does he want to hold me accountable? Look, he's doing one, two, three. Yes. Or he's not on top of his stuff the way he wants me to be on top of my stuff. So players nowadays are smart. They know what's going on. Yeah. And they pay attention to the smallest detail, just the way we pay attention to the smallest detail. Yeah. So you want them to see you put in the work. They want you. You want them to see you. You're on top of everything, and you're motivating them, and you're finding ways to make them better. So that's my best advice. So yes. like you got to number one, if you're an assistant or part of that staff, you got to back up your head coach. Yeah. And regardless of what he says, yep. no backstabbing. You back him up through thick and thin. That's it. From there, you got to be prepared and you got to do whatever needs to be done. So, you know, that's my best advice. You know, I'm coming in, I've been ahead, but hey, I'm going to be the best assistant coach for my head coach. Whatever he needs, I'm going to provide him. That's I'm awesome. going to be there. Same thing with the players. I'm always thinking, how can I be better to these players? I yeah. go home, how can I make him better? You know what I mean? So this this, this is how you got to be as a coach. You got to take yourself out of, oh, I was a player before. Yeah, we know. <laughs> players don't care no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't care that you played professionally or you played in the NBA. Yeah. They care about how can you get me to that next level. That's it. Basically, how can you get, get me paid? That's it. That's awesome. Hey, coach, uh, Sam Douglas on. From the RGV Vipers, the G League NBA Rockets coach, I want to thank you for being on today. I appreciate your time and all your knowledge, man. It's it's really appreciate. I appreciate you being on today. Thank you, thank you, man. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. And you be safe and uh, take care of anything you need from my end. Feel free to let me know, coach. You're the man. Keep it up. Stay thank safe, you, coach. You too. Have a good one. You too, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Seven Foot Heart. Tomorrow we're back on ten o'clock. We have the Eastern Kentucky assistant coach, Steve Lepore. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for the doubleheader.